and welcome to Heart to Heart, a podcast from your local charity, Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and in this podcast, we'll be speaking to survivors, supporters and friends of Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke about their real experiences of living with chest, heart and stroke conditions. And we'll be hearing more about the work Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke are doing to lead the fight against these diseases. Today's episode is all about survivors stepping up to a challenge and giving back. I'll be speaking to Craig Shilliday, who survived a stroke in 2019, and Damien Hillen, who underwent major heart surgery that same year. Both of them have since stepped up to their own challenges to raise money for Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. We're also joined by Nadia Duncan, who is Events and Marketing Manager at Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. 90% of Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke's work is completely funded by the public. So without this fundraising, all of the services that the charity provides and that vital support just wouldn't be there. So I'm also delighted to be joined by Nadia Duncan, who is the Events and Marketing Manager at Northern Ireland Chest, Heart and Stroke. And Nadia, that is incredible, really. A lot of people don't understand that, that, you know, you so much rely on fundraising to exist? Absolutely. And as you've just said, the figure, almost 90% um, of everything we do and the support in the community, the research that we fund locally is all supplied by public donations. And it's it's been a very difficult um, past 18 months for everyone. And we completely understand and recognise that it's been, you know, people have been affected financially by the pandemic. But um, we, you know, more than ever, unfortunately, it's at those times that you really, really need to keep our work going in the community. And we are so grateful to people like Damien and Craig and everyone out there who um, fundraises for us. And whether it's giving a tiny regular donation, it, it actually means the world and that can build up to mean an awful lot of support for people across Northern Ireland. I mean, you've just mentioned that during the pandemic, I mean, charities were so badly hit. Um, and you were providing such vital services, they did still continue, even though I'm sure, you know, restrictions meant that it was very difficult. Absolutely. I mean, think things changed slightly. Um, we, you know, we weren't face to face services, for example, but the team were fantastic in getting right on board with the virtual um, support. And that took a little little bit of time um, to arrange. And thankfully now um, things are going back in the face-to-face services because resume but definitely i mean it's the 75th anniversary year of um, chest heart and stroke so since 1946 it's been by the side of people in northern ireland and that definitely continued the whole way through the pandemic and sadly i mean well, happy happy birthday happy anniversary <laughs> but sadly you still are needed you still the need is is it greater? Absolutely. I mean, so much research has already been funded, but there, there's still a long way to go. And, and we're developing our services as well. Um, in July, um, the COVID support services started up as well. So obviously people know us um, for um, research into heart disease and, um, and stroke. But there, there are many other um, research projects going on at the minute, for example, with asthma. And as I mentioned, the, um, the COVID um, projects as well, which started supporting people in the community who were suffering the effects of long COVID. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely vital. Um, you've always relied on, on the fundraising, but I'm sure whenever COVID hit initially, you thought, what, how are we going to exist? Yeah. 
I mean, it was an incredibly scary time for everyone, but for charities, um, like we just didn't didn't know what the you know what the future was going to hold. Uh, especially third-party events, um, for example, last year Belfast Marathon cancelled. You know, we those huge third-party events that just weren't able to take place anymore. That had a, a massive impact in fundraising on our own um, red dress run. Um, now that fantastically moved virtually, and um, you'll probably talk to these guys um, a little bit more about that, about what you what you can do. But when the when the, the bigger um, mass card events were cancelled we immediately turned and asked people to start taking up challenges and you know virtual challenges and challenges that they could do in their own homes which which worked out amazingly and we were absolutely blown away last year the um the red dress run when the big event at stormont was cancelled and it's back again this year which is fantastic fingers crossed on sunday the 27th of february but it was can when it was cancelled for um 2021 we still raised an incredible fifty thousand pounds which was just Amazing, amazing, just from people going out and doing their own runs and, you know, joining in in other ways. And um, we hope we, we, we've learnt lessons from that as well, because not everyone wants to perhaps do a marathon isn't everybody's um, cup of tea. So you can, you know, there's so, there's so many ways that you can fundraise, but whether it's, a, um, you know, a, a couch to 5K or it's just, you know, it's a simple walk. Um, there's, there's so many ways to get involved. But also another lesson that you've learned is never underestimate the Northern Irish public because they love 100%. a challenge. And yeah. it was like, bring it on. And I know. that brings me nicely actually to, to these guys um, because, you know, it's all about being different. It's all about doing something quirky and especially during a pandemic, you know, what can you do if you're if you're limited? So first of all, Craig, now I know you had a stroke back in 2019, um, which in itself was massively traumatic. Um, you've benefited from the services and the support at Chest, Heart and Stroke. But just recently, now at the time of um, filming in May of this year, in what, no, it was it a couple of weeks ago, really? July. July. Yeah, just in July this year. You took on a challenge to walk 50k in a week for your 50th birthday, which is coming up in September. Did you achieve it? Yeah. <laughs> of course I, you did. I, I, I uh, always, always knew that I, I, I could do a reasonable distance on, on one day, but the challenge was could I consistently do it over the... Uh, the time that I, I I would need to get to fifty, but uh, everything worked out. The 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 weather sort of pushed it that I had to front load the walks a bit and and a bit ahead of schedule, but but with the way the weather turned a bit, I I, I was able to manage and got actually to fifty eight. No bother to you, and you've raised an awful lot of money as well in the process, and there's still money coming in. Yeah, it's it's just under two 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 and a half thousand as we as we talk. Amazing. Why was it so important for you to do this? Uh, I I had gone to the prep program. You know, chest, heart, and stroke had contacted me after I after I had uh, had the stroke, and I uh, would have went to the support group and got a lot from that and got got to to see a, a, a lot of other folks and a lot what what could have been the case and uh, a lot of people weren't fit to do the walks but i was so i decided that i would do that on their behalf as much as me so just for those maybe who don't know prep is the physical rehabilitation exercise program um you had your stroke 
so young? I mean, tell me what happened. Uh, well, we were in we were in Toronto on holidays, and 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 I felt as fine as I do now, and without any warning, uh, just banging it 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 hit, and it was pretty obvious straight away. Uh, both myself and my wife knew exactly what had happened because of the FAST, you know, face, arms, speech, time. We knew exactly what had happened uh, uh, and she was fit to tell the people it was a stroke. So they were out immediately. And I'm, I'm as good as I can be now because of how quick the help came. I, I was in hospital inside 20 odd minutes. So what age were you when this happened? Uh, 47. Wow. So, yeah. My, 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 my first reaction was this, this, this can't be happening to me. Yeah. I'm 40, 47. But because of what I know now through prep and talking to other people about it, strokes can hit anybody of any age. You were living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. 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 You'd never you know, smoked. No, not tiny. You know, bit I, I was going to the gym, never smoked in my life. The amount of alcohol that I would take would be special occasions, you know, a glass of wine, whatever. Uh, I don't know why it happened, but, you know, I'm here to talk about it. And, and, and why not me? And you're almost about to celebrate your 50th birthday, yeah. which in itself is such an achievement. Um, how is life now for you? How has it changed uh, your life? Well, I, I manage my, my symptoms largely by uh, avoiding, you know, getting overtired or over, trying not to be stressed by, by things. So I, I joke about a wee internal battery level and, and, and once that, that wee alarm bell starts, you just got to take a seat. Yeah, others have talked very much about the fatigue being the biggest I suppose impeding their life, you know, and you've got to listen to to their body when when you're overtired. Even this time last year, you know, a year on from the from the stroke, uh, I I don't think I could have done the fifty kilometres. If I had of, it, it would have taken a lot more to to get it. It's it's you know, but saying that fatigue is still there to a, a, an extent that I have to be sensible and, and, and not push things too hard. And that's what people have to really understand. This was a mega achievement for you um, to have walked the 50k, actually 58k in a week. Um, you've got the bug. What did it do for you? What do you think mentally it did for you being involved in a challenge like this? You know, it, 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 it was primarily about uh, raising funds, much needed funds for chest, heart and stroke. But a part of it too was to give me uh, a challenge and to get me out. And, and you know, it, fitness is good for your mental health. You know, so it got me out of the house and actually got me to 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 some places walking that I've never been. So where did you go? Well, Port Rush and and, and Port Stewart beaches, but I I had never walked all of Loch Gall Park. I I had. Peatlands Park, I had, had seen the children's playground and back back to the car park. I, I, I didn't realise it was 10 other kilometres of it. Uh, 
uh, uh, and then local places like Gosford, where again I I, I would have nine nine times out of ten went as far as the children children's play area, and and back to the car again, all the way around that. It's something that I would have done 30 years ago. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's, it is incredible, you know, what you've achieved. And how easy did you find the fundraising side of things? Uh, through social media and, and, and friends, you know, getting on board and sharing things. And, and, and whenever the uh, story went live that I was, I I was doing it, uh, I would definitely see a, 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 an influx of donations coming after that. So, you know, I, I, I set my target at a thousand and I was worried that I, I, I was pushing that. And I was over the moon to find, find that, that the money was coming in a lot quicker than that. It's absolutely amazing. And did you have somebody to do this with you? Um, because I know going out on your own after you've had a stroke or, or you said that, that that's a bit of a challenge in itself. Yeah. My wife Alison, from from the very first minute that I said I would like to do it, uh, she got well on board, and and she she had to work as well during the week, but 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 she was with me. I I I, I would say ballpark. She she must have walked at least thirty kilometres of that herself, and she didn't need to do that. Yeah, I mean Northern Ireland chest, heart, and stroke helps not just the person who's been through the, the disease or the illness or the trauma, but the whole family. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And yeah, um, well, look, I can see that you're very emotional even talking about it. Everybody is just delighted with what you've achieved, but I'm sure that challenge for yourself to know that you set yourself that target, smashed it out of the ballpark, you know, and then some, it must mean a lot. Yeah, it does, because I know uh, how much chest, heart and stroke uh, have, have given to me and, and my family. And uh, I, I know there are other folks out there who desperately need the help that the charity give them. And for me to be able to help that, that work happen, that, that, that's something that I wanted to do. You've mentioned, you know, some of the programmes there, but was there a particular moment or a particular person you know, within the charity that, that you remember or you think that made such a difference? Do you know, the, the, the fact that I am uh, as fit to do what I, I did do, when, when I was sitting in the prep and I was listening to people of all ages and uh, some of their stories I, I I was listening to them and, and I know how fortunate I am to be able to talk as I can and I know that there are folks who wouldn't be able to consider walking any distance, never mind 50, 50 kilometres. So, you know, that that gave me a perspective on how things could have been. So does having a stroke and does having been through what you've been through give you a different perspective on life? Oh, it, 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 it does. Uh, you know, we, we, we have our wee days away and our holidays as, as, as much as anyone can at the minute. Uh, you know, 
you look at every day as a, as a blessing because in the end of the day, things could have been an awful lot different. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your story and congratulations, uh, Craig. And then we'll turn to the, to the gentleman sitting next to you. Now, you decided to do something very dramatic. Um, okay, so you didn't quite climb Mount Everest. That's what you maybe would have liked to have done, but you were limited. Um, so you did it in the back garden, is that right? The equivalent yeah. <clears throat> of the climb of Mount Everest. So Damien, you did this, why? Um, well, similar, similar to, to Craig, um, uh, I have pers a personal experience of, you know, the, the benefit of, the, of what Chess Heart and Stroke have done. My, my father um, had a, a stroke four years ago and I've seen what damage that, that can do. Um, he, he's been, his life has been totally changed um, and he would be one of the people who wouldn't be able to walk, you know, and do 50 kilometers and, and you know, he's, he's he, um, yeah, he's, 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 had a, he's had a tough time um, with things after that. And then my own experience was uh, I had to have heart surgery, um, uh, had a, an aneurysm uh, fixed and, and also had to have a valve put in. Uh, and then I got the support from, from, from the charity through the groups. And I think that was one of the, 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 the physiotherapy and the advice and the nutrition advice, and even just the confidence that that gave you that, you know, there was people there that were going through something. And they were all ages, you know, and, and all different experiences and, um, and, and became fairly obvious to me that, you know, that, that what chest heart stroke do is it's invaluable. Um, and there's so many people in the community that, that need it. Um, and particularly now where, you know, you've got that sort of the isolation and, you know, we're coming out of that, but um, a lot of people don't have, you know, th that people can come and just sit in and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and see yeah, how you are. Vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, much more vulnerable. And um, and I think that, that I, I, I've just experienced it and, and I'm the type of person that, you know, I'll, I'll just be forever grateful for, for what they did. Um, and so, so you yeah. had major heart surgery in 2019, but this was for a condition that you, you had lived with for some time. Yeah, um, I mean, I, 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 it was found and my, my, my uncle had a, had a heart attack. So there's a heart disease sort of runs in the family. Um, and he had a, he had a heart, heart attack when he was 39. And then he went for um, heart surgery in his, in his 50s. And at that time, they advised that we all, all the family should just go and get double, you know, just, just get your cholesterol checked because he didn't smoke, he didn't drink, and um, but his cholesterol levels were off through, through and all his arteries were, were clogged. Um, and then when I, so when I went to get that checked, they also found this, it's effectively as a heart murmur, but they said, look, this is so, you know, so common um, that one in a hundred people have this in, in, in the population. One in a uh, hundred? One in a hundred, yeah. Um, and the vast majority don't know that they've got it and they can go through life and it will never cause an issue um, and then unfortunately with some some cases uh, that you know it, it, it's um, something that does need medical um, care so they monitored me monitored my my um, health and how I was doing and everything seemed fine I mean I was doing marathons and triathlons and um, so you know the, it had no real impact I was playing sport it had no real impact on my on my life um, and then that all sort of came to a halt fairly quickly in, in the sort of February of, of 2019. Um, they did the scans and they compared them against the previous scans and said, this 
doesn't look the same. And very, very quickly, within sort of four weeks, I had, I'd had the I'd had the surgery. Um, and but like Craig has said, you know, just so lucky to be here. Um, and genuinely, and I know this sound might sound a little bit flippant, but but just every day is is a blessing, you know. Um, like my daughter, even just today, uh, she's going into first year in, in school in Uri and, and Caitlin got her uniform. So it's wee things like that that you think, I, would have, I, would have, I wouldn't have been here to see that. You just, so it's taken you know, all those sort of things in all the time and, and just treasuring it for what it is and, um, and, and just really engaging with, with, with the kids and with my family and with Polly and my wife. And, and you know, so yeah, it's, there's two ways, I think it was saying this earlier, there's two ways that you can look at it. It's like something that, you know, oh, why me? Or you've had a second chance at, at life and, you know, just enjoy it. You know, just don't get stressed out about things that you might have really got really worked up about previously. Um, it just puts so many things in the context that, you know... Um, Do you find you don't sweat the small stuff anymore? No, <laughs> no, no. You took it. There's times. There's yeah. times. My son's just started driving. Oh, um, and, the lessons. And, yeah. So he's he's he started driving. He's got himself a little car. And, oh no. You know, there's there's that sort of thing where like you know, so things like that. I do get a little bit stressed out about, but he's he's only driving two weeks. But but other things that you know I would have got worked up about in the past. It just it's like, so what? You know what? I'm not, yeah, it'll be fine. And going through the, the the heart surgery was that traumatic? Well, it was, yeah, Scary. because yeah, it was. You know, I mean, anybody who goes through something like that, if they say that they weren't scared, you know, fair play to them. But I mean, I was breaking it. I, <laughs> I, I can tell you, it was it was something fairly because you know, whenever we were in the groups and talking about people who'd had heart attacks, and it was like, right, right okay, get to the hospital, and then they were, you know really well looked after whereas mine was planned so I sort of knew this was on the right well when I say planned you know we were sort of, I was walking around with this thing oh god is this going to pop at any time you know <laughs> um, and then the hardest part was saying goodbye to the kids um, the morning that I was going to the the, the hospital that was that's something I'll never forget but um, so yeah I mean it was quite it was quite a traumatic experience but you know you come out the other side of it and just just much, much better for it. I mean, you seem to be so fit and healthy. You were talking about running marathons, etc. Do you think being in good health helped you with your recovery? Well, that's that's what the that's what the cardiologist told me. Um, you, you know that uh, having that level of of, of fitness um, and and just having that throughout my life, you know, um, that that helped massively with with the recovery. Um, and had I not really been looking after myself, that uh, you, the, the, it could have been a lot worse, you know. Um. Do you know what's so amazing, I think, too, is actually hearing you admit that you were scared. A lot of times with men and emotions, we feel like we can't cry or we can't be emotional. But actually, from everybody that I've spoken to in these uh, vodcasts, it's like we want to share, we want to talk. And Northern Ireland Chest Heart and Stroke allows you to do this, Craig, as well, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's no shame in saying I, I was scared as well, you know, and... Uh, I was, because I had to wait for Alison to go and get help, and in, 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 in that space of about two or three minutes that she was away, that, that felt like half an hour to me. Well, I was scared. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, you're the backbone of the family and all of these things, and actually, your life must flash in front of you. Well, it, it, there's, there is definitely, there's, there's an element of that. Um, you know, as I said, my, mine was sort of planned, so I knew when I was going into hospital, and, and it was, you know, it was quite quick. Um, but I had maybe a week to 10 days from knowing that, that I was getting the date. And there's a lot goes through your head about what, what would I, what would I do differently? Or, you know, and if I come through this, okay, what, what will I do differently? And like you were saying there, you know, if you'd asked me sort of these sort of questions four or five years ago, I probably would have, I wouldn't have admitted, you know, that, that, I, that I was scared, you know, oh yeah, no, I was a bit worried, but a bit, you know, I, I think you do come to terms with things and think, you know, there's not what's the, you know what's the big deal about just admitting that you know it was it was a really worrying time it was a worrying time for my family it was a worrying time for the kids um but you come out the other side and you know one of my friends actually said to me i'm probably in the best position because you know i've been i've been through so many different tests that they would have found something you know if there was anything else going on they would have found, so he says like yeah I'm, I'm actually in a better position than he is um but again, it's just trying to be positive about things and, and take a positive view on it. And again, that's why when we did the, the charity event, it was, well, it was goals for me. I mean, I like to set goals and targets and something to work towards. It get, got me active again, um, gave me something to work towards. Um, and more importantly, it sort of raised money for, for, for the charities. So talk us through when I'd say you're the sort of guy too, that's like, right, I'm going to pick something, you know, I'm Let's go hard or go home. <laughs> yeah. So you decided to climb the equivalent of Mount Everest. My, yeah. Where did this come from? Um, well, do you know what it was, Sarah? I, I uh, had, so I was helping out doing a bit of coaching with, uh, with, a, with the Gaelic club, with the girls, uh, Gaelic club. My daughter was playing for the team. And the coach, the guy called Jimmy, rang me just to see how it was, because I was in lockdown. Um, at Shieldon and I couldn't go outside. And this is when every, you know, it was a really, really scary time. You know, we've suppressed the immune system and been warned not to go outside, you know, sanitize your shop and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I, I literally did not go outside the house and, and I was, uh, it, mentally that's quite, that's quite tough. Um, and and uh, I wanted to set myself a, a goal. So he rang me and he says, how are you getting on? And I was having a chat with him and I told him, look, I've set this target of, it's 116,000 steps to go up and down Mount Everest in terms of the elevation. I've got five steps in the garden. I'm just doing a few, that, you know, I'm going to do that each day and just try and keep myself fit and healthy. Plus, I've set myself a target to do a, a, a mar walk a marathon in my, in my back garden. Um, and he was like, that's, that's not... That's mega, because, yeah. you know, most of us are struggle to do that, the 10,000 steps a day. I'm always falling short yeah. of that. I thought that you had to do 1,006 no, tell me again, how many? That's 116,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 he 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 called me back afterwards, and and he said, you know, why why don't we? If you're going to be doing this, why don't we? You know, raise some money for for charity, and um, and and that's what we did. Uh, and it was just the buy-in from the community was incredible. I mean, Savile's like this. You drive through it, you wouldn't even know you've you've passed it. There's so a that's church where you that, you live. Well, I live I live in Newry, but yeah. I'm just in the outskirts of Newry, so that would be the the club okay. that my my kids would would be connected to, uh, and that I was coaching for. So um, we 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 so the money was sort of split between chest, heart, and stroke. So I think it was like about twelve thousand pounds for the charity, and then the money then went to the club. So there was like a legacy project where we built 
a walkway around the, the, the pitch because it's in a rural area. Uh, there's no street lighting. It's quite dark in the in in the, in the evening, so you know people get the opportunity to exercise, either go to a gym, and then people, some people just aren't really comfortable with that. So, um, what what the club did was they've they built a walkway that's accessible 24 hours a day. So there's people using it, you know, all, so they drop their kids off to go and, and 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 get coached, and they'll walk around. So it's a kilometer. It's lit. Um, it's a safe environment. Um, it's within you know their you know half half a mile of their their houses and stuff so it's, it's been great so we, we we were able to have that and as i said that's a legacy project that'll be there for forever um but twelve and a half thousand pounds also went to yeah went, went went to chester so what did you raise in total um I th I th it was around about twenty thousand twenty five thousand something like that's that good. um Craig, it's all right. Two and a half thousand pounds is still amazing. It's amazing. It, 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 but it's the community buy-in as well. And maybe you talked about your dad too, and you've, you know, the family. And it, it was amazing. What actually happened was the the whilst I was doing my Everest challenge, which is what what it became, um, people within the club uh, got together and they said, well, we'll 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 join in and and. They were going walking every single day, and there was like 300, 350 people at one stage were, were taking part in this. And there were there were people in America who had taken part, and they were and and, and cumulatively they counted all their steps, and uh, the target was to circumnavigate the globe. Now I can't remember what the number, but they did it. They did it by just over a thousand steps or something like that. Um, but more importantly, it, it got people out in really what was a really dark time. You know, it got people out. Socially distanced, of course, but they were able to because they were all doing all these different walks and crisscrossing each other. They were sort of being able to go out and have a chat and and see people, see their neighbours, and they were saying that you know there were there was neighbours that they'd spoken to that they would maybe just wave to as they drove past in the car, and they hadn't really spoken to them in years. So it was it was it was it was just brilliant. It really was, and and everybody bought into it. And I think that's what happened with the the fundraising, there's people donating from Japan, from Toronto, from America, you know, there was just all over. Um, and, and, and particularly like old school friends of mine who I haven't seen in 20 years, you know, because it's part of social media, um, we're, we're, we're donating money and, and uh, yeah, so it was just, it was just brilliant, it really That's was. absolutely incredible. And Craig, you were saying you didn't even like social media before this, but now <laughs> you realise the power and the potential. Yeah, I, 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 I had joked for many years that if, if you saw me on Facebook, I, I had fallen and hit my head. Well, maybe maybe I've, I've, I've done something else with my head instead. But uh, yeah, you know, there's the, the power of social media. Uh, some things aren't so good on it, but it can when you use it for, for, for the right for the right things, it, it, it can push things on. And there's and so many good difference. people out there as well that want yeah. to support and, you yeah. know, it restores your faith in, yeah. in humanity and, and, when you and, see that. And, and people that I didn't even know, which is even more, you know, like there are people that I have, have given and I would have expected them to have given. Uh, there so the are other people who, who, who I, you know, oh, I had to find out who those people were to say thanks. You know. And did anybody explain to you why they were doing it? Uh, some of the comments on, 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 on the Just Given, uh, it, it was clear that, you know, a lot of people because they knew me, but there were other folks who were doing it clearly because Chest Art and Stroke had done something for them or their family. 
um, it was a cause that they believed in as well. So the benefits really of fundraising and setting yourself a challenge, I mean, the personal benefits gives you the goals, but um, you know, it raises vital funds and the community love to get behind this. Uh, Nadia, you're seeing all sorts of amazing things. Are you blown away just by hearing? Oh, no, absolutely. Being unfortunately, I already knew about these two amazing stories and um, the, the, you know, the two absolutely incredible fundraisers and, and there's a lot more out there. And there's, we're, we're always blown away as well by the number of people who want to come on board and support us. And just picking up something that Craig said, it's, you know, I'm always saying to people we're overwhelmed by the level of support that will come from the community. Sometimes people will say, oh, well, um, you know, I would love to do that, but I don't want to, you know, set myself a really big fundraising target. And I'm saying to you, it's actually incredible the amount of support. And, you know, when people see that you're challenging yourself and doing something like this, that they'll really get behind you. And, you know, it can be great support from family and friends, but also the kindness of strangers as well is, is just mind blowing sometimes. And tell us the types of people that fundraise for you. Is it people who've walked the walk literally? Everyone, I mean, we've, we've just heard, you know, from, from Craig and Damien, they've had such personal experiences, but we're, we're doing a challenge at the moment and people are signing up and saying, look, it's, you know, we know the great work you do, you know, that it's a fantastic cause. And, but I think probably one of the stats that, you know, that, that we would um, say as well as everybody knows someone and I think it's something like four out of ten people can be affected um, in Northern Ireland by one of these you know life-changing illnesses and um, that that is the sad fact that everybody probably will know someone who's been affected by a stroke or by you know by heart disease or had heart surgery and um, and that's why probably you know we'll have a lot, a lot of empathy for the for the work that the charity do because of that. So there's lots of people could get involved in fundraising. There might be the red dress run, for example. Absolutely, you can and anything. There's so many ways you yeah. can. You know, Tell you us. can. You, okay, you can get involved in an event um, like the red dress run, or um, our website is full of events um, that people can um, can get involved in. Um, but if you know if that's not your thing, then you can take on a personal challenge, and that could be anything, whether it's you know having a bake sale or um, you know shopping. You can shop for us. You can very very simply donate every time you shop by signing up to something um, like Give As You Live or Amazon Smile. That's you know it's a really, really easy way, and obviously um, just a small regular donation and you know set up in a regular giving is you know is very very important, and that's wonderful because it lets the charity plan and know that those you know regular amounts are coming in. But people are. So so generous um, and did you, you know, find really, that really even are. during the pandemic people's generosity increased even more uh, absolutely more well, that's, that's, yeah they know that, that that's the incredible thing and um, I think the one thing is the pandemic it has it um, you know as you said Damien it really pulled everyone together and you know the the community spirit and um, we stopped you know probably thinking about ourselves as much and, and, you know, thinking about the plight of others, which is which is maybe a good thing that's come out of this. So do you always need to notify Chest, Heart and Stroke if you are going to be fundraising for them? Mm, not at all. We would love it if you do. And the reason we would love you to get in touch um, and let us know, like Jamie was saying, he, you know, he had just thought, I'll do this massive thing and then I'll just turn up and go, yeah, here's the money. But we really would encourage, we um, would keep an eye out and we'll, you know, we'll, we, but we would like people to get in touch and let us know. And the reason is so that we can support people the way and whether that's just you know Craig will tell you how many emails went back and forth <laughs> between you us like and, the, you know you like the, the diligence yes <laughs> but it's it's just to know that we're there for you as well to support and whether you know we can give you a bit of advice on setting up a fundraising page whether it's just a bit of emotional support and let you know that we're so grateful for what you're doing and you know uh, just keeping it keeping in touch and uh, 
just what about marketing there? support then as well would you reach out to people would you even communications do you hook in with you know such interesting stories do you find the local papers pick up on it Abs absolutely we have a fantastic team who um who will contact you who will find out your story who, who are willing to um to get in touch with the media and share those stories and our community communications teams are at the heart of, of getting those you know um, these incredible stories out there as well so you a huge thanks to them but, uh, but yeah but get get in touch if you are thinking of doing anything for us at all that's that's the main thing get in touch and let us know so we can support you all the way and any amount is uh, absolutely. worthwhile absolutely tiny, tiny steps mm -hmm. tiny steps can climb mount everest and a tiny tiny amounts of money build into to huge piles which do amazing good in the community well thank you so much for for i suppose clearing up how it all works and then thank you to you too for craig and to damien for doing your amazing challenges, for raising so much money and for coming on here to tell your stories today and, uh, you know, continued success and good luck in life. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you're you. You're very welcome. And we'll be back with another vodcast uh, next time. We're actually discussing the effects of long COVID. So something that Northern Ireland Chest Heart and Stroke didn't know about, none of us knew about, but it's very real and the need is very great. And we'll be hearing from some incredible people with their stories. We'll see you next time. <laughs>